Where's she at? Mm. <laughs> there she go. Yeah. Oh, I got nervous for like five seconds because I'm like, I don't see how to do this. Oh, yeah? yeah. You look beautiful. Thank you, husband. Mm. Can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you. Okay. I'm trying to have my jazz playing. Mm -hmm. But NPR was acting crazy. I got 89.9 on. I'm hoping they don't do nothing ignorant. I need this ambiance to, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm trying to figure out. So we have questions from people. So I kind of like want to moderate to yeah. help you be able to focus. But then you said you want to do it like a date. So I'm trying to figure out how we do this like a date, but at no. the same time answer people's questions. No, I'm saying the three things. I'm saying I'm, I'm considering this a date. Oh, okay. So this is us together just in front of everybody. I mean, we're going to answer questions and do all of that, but I'm just going to be sitting here admiring you and your beauty. Oh and um, yeah, just uh, enjoying being in your company via social media. Okay. Thanks for the hearts, guys. Thank you for everybody that's watching that actually listened and was, like gave my husband birthday love. I think he got like ooh, probably like from a thousand. Almost oh, a thousand. It was like a thousand comments. So that was dope. So thank y'all. Yeah. We're gonna get started, but we want to let people trickle in. So what time do you think? Like four or five, four ten or uh, it's a few minutes. We got we got a few people in here now. Okay. But anyway, like I was saying, thank y'all so much. That was dope because, you know, like all, not all y'all, but most of y'all listened and was like, oh, let me give him a shout out. And that was, I appreciated that. I woke up the big love. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you was like, what is all of this on my phone? What is going on? Because mind you, y'all, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know that I did that. And I was knocked out sleep when I when he finally went to sleep and I finally went to sleep. Excuse me, he got up, he know what was going on, and I wasn't up to tell him. For real, I had no clue. I I I didn't think for one minute that she was being sneaky and doing that. So well, it was a, it was a blessing, and and thank y'all again. Salute y'all, and thank y'all again for that love. I appreciate it. Thank y'all in you. the comment section. Somebody said y'all love is beautiful. Thank you. I see a few names that I recognize from like different posts when I post people like yeah. people be like um it'd be some people that's real loyal. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> people be real loyal. We appreciate y'all, man. For real. real. Thank y'all for the compliments. Appreciate it. All right, people still trickle trickling in. So yeah. we're going we're started. gonna we still gonna wait for like what, two more minutes? Yeah, we're like two minutes. Let me get started. Okay, so while we wait um why are y'all not together because <laughs> we on a virtual date man nah <laughs> i don't uh we, we we just didn't want to well i know personally i didn't want to be in the same room i wanted to be in a different um environment and just yeah. behold and i think beauty, it's hard the beauty that's on my screen i think it's hard too sometimes um the connection people trying to fit in the one screen too so yeah. Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. All right. Talking about, I'm, I'm talking about us sitting in the same room. Yeah. He's in the driveway. <laughs> yes, he is in the driveway. I'm in the driveway and I'm dressed up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? I got on cologne. He really got on cologne, y'all. I said. I got on. They can't smell you. Are you seriously got on cologne? Like y'all. I got on my little. On cologne. You know what I'm saying? I got my little. Button up on, got my polo shoes on, you know what I'm saying? And I smell good. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah. All right. For the so queen. It's um 4.05. You want to get started? Yeah, yeah, let's get started. So what we're going to do, guys, is um my husband's pretty much going to ask me questions. Um, I can ask him questions in return. And they're all going to be related to marriage, family, and purpose. Purpose including, like, whatever your anointing might be or your career or your vocation. And then at the end, I have a few questions that people sent me. So um, 
we'll try to do all of that and wrap it up by five. Okay. Yeah. So you want to start with um the question? Can I ask you a question first? Sure. So I was walking around the house. I was stressed out. I was very snappy with you. Yeah. And you was like, I want to interview you on my Instagram. And I was like, why? So why don't you tell people a little bit about how someone, I was like acting really stank. How did you know, like what made you say, you know what, let me interview you. Like forget her, her statements and her attitude. Um, let me do this. What made you say you want to do that? And what do you think that has to do with relationships and like being healthy in a relationship? Well, I think relationships is all about discovering more and more about the person that you're with and not thinking that you got it all figured out. And you, you taught me that, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like even now, you know, especially in the beginning, in the beginning, I thought I had you pegged. I thought it was clear. I knew everything I needed to do. And I was wrong probably 90% of the time. <laughs> and so I think discovery is, is, is very important, you know, so, so you know who you're dealing with. So you know how to deal with them. So you know how to love them, how to, how to, you know, what they consider respect, what they consider love, what they consider, you know, um, how they receive love, you know what I'm saying? And not just thinking they had, you know, kind of like that book that, that, did we read that book together? We read a little bit of, a bit of, we, I'm sorry. We read a little bit of that book together, um, The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you put me under that. Well, I read it and, and I think I just shared with you like the basics. Yeah, like, the five languages, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, that that idea, that concept just blew me away because I'm like, that you be sitting there trying to love people your way and that's not even how they receive love. They can't even interpret love that way. And you're sitting here, you know, and then and then we were like, Man, I did this and I did that. And they're like, Well, I didn't I didn't actually Yo, do why was things. I just thinking about that in the shower before we did this? I was For in real? the shower. I was thinking about something you did, I can't remember. And I remember, oh, um, one of the questions somebody sent me um, that we'll get into later, but she was basically saying, like, being unequally yoked, like, dealing with that. And um, have I ever felt that way? Yeah. Have you I ever felt that way being married? I guess we'll just deal with this question and then we'll go into whatever. Since yeah, I yeah. That's but her question was, and shout out to her. I don't know if she's in the live. KB Sway, she always, like, leaves comments hearts like show support on my page That's but dope. she said have you or ishan ever felt you two were unequally yoked and to piggyback off of what you were saying um i definitely have we both have that's why we um the first time we got engaged we broke up because i came to him and i was like look we we don't we don't have to see everything perfectly but for us to walk together we're gonna have to be in agreement about some basic principles and yeah. those basic principles we were not we didn't agree on. And because of that, people think that you have to be of different religions to be unequally yoked. But you don't have to be of different religions. You can believe in the same God the same way, but you have perspectives that are going to make marriage a terrible experience for you because right. you don't see eye to eye on some That's basic fundamentals. And so to answer her question, I did feel that way because at that time when we first broke up, we wasn't seeing eye to eye. And if, if you want, want to know the our love story, it's on my YouTube channel. It's called Our Love Story. And it details why we broke up. But like you were saying, I think what helped us get to a place where we could better... um, Because you can start off being unequally yoked and then become yoked. Like, we are really one now. Right. Um, But I think it has to do with, like you were just saying, knowing the person. Like, you could be swearing you killing it. And like, I'm showing you this, I'm showing you that. Like, dang. And I remember us having this argument a lot in the beginning of our relationship. And me telling you, I'm not receiving it that way though. Yeah. Like you're doing all of this stuff and you you think you're really doing something, but I'm just letting you know what you think you're doing is not, is not transcending. It's not translating. It's, it's not, not producing. It's not, pro- it's, and, and I noticed it because it wasn't producing what I thought it was supposed to produce. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just sitting here empty handed at the end thinking I didn't did all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, things are still out of whack or out of sync 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we could give encouragement to people, like, just because, like, especially if your relationship is new, I think you're going to be at not as yoked. I personally believe, like, as you grow in your marriage, you merge more and more. I don't think just be, like, you become one in the spirit when you say, I do, like, God is seeing you as one. But that physical transformation, <laughs> that mental transformation, all of that stuff, it takes time. It takes a long time for you to be able to like merge these two different people into this singular idea. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times like we was ready to get divorced so many times because so many times how to do this. I'm sorry, my bad. I slipped up. In my head, so many times. My husband always not my I would never divorce you. But for me, and we had this question. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. But I know a lot of women feel like they bring so much to the table. And a lot of times men bring a lot of things to the table as well. But you know the saying goes that women advance and mature a little bit, advance and mature a little bit faster than men. Now, whether you believe that or not, in our situation, that was the case. Yeah. So a lot of things that, and we talked about this, that you were dealing with, like the porn addiction that I really didn't know about at first, um, womanizing, all of this before you really, you know, was serious with God, these things were hidden. Yeah. So when it hit me, I was like, who are you? We just talked about this, y'all, like two, three days ago. Like, yeah. when I found out that he had a porn addiction and I found the porn on my computer, I was like, how could I be with you for this long? I have your baby in my stomach, and this is what you into? Like, it totally freaked me out. So it's just like, you know, not to say that I didn't have issues too, but things like that seem so much louder. They seem so much harder to get through. Yeah. That I did replay that in my head over and over. Like, how am I going to do this? I didn't hide anything from him. He knows who I am. I don't have these certain addictions. Like, I've been so transparent with him. How can, you know what I mean? So I think sometimes women, we might think that a lot because sometimes men, especially black men, because the historical context of us as black people, what we've been through, what we have been miseducated on or not even educated on, you don't know or learn those things. And then you get together and you're supposed to have this picture perfect marriage that doesn't seem to exist. And then you get scared. You yeah, get scared. Yeah. You feel like you made the wrong choice. You're like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. And it's a whole lot of work to get out of to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 another thing, people think just because you come to know the Lord and your life begins to align spiritually, that that's somehow supposed to correct every relationship in oh my your life gosh. automatically. For and real. it doesn't. I think I, I think you end up getting there because having a relationship with the most high, it starts to just expand your understanding and give you so much wisdom that you could kind of see how to deal with people in a better way and plus obeying his commands to just have you just dealing with people on another level but you know that still doesn't you know wipe out the relationship that you already have in progress or or you know that you're in the process of developing with you. and it's just it, it it takes time i think for us it it, it just it was a number of times where we felt like we 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 have to re you know I know me personally I had to relearn you know what I'm saying like I gotta learn more I can't just feel like I got this thing all figured out you know because we we, we did have the divorce thing on the table a few times um, probably more for you than it was for me because in your head you probably like I'm about to leave this ball. I only got the papers once. You got the papers once. The thought it was a number of times, but the papers was once. But for me, I'm just like, it was, you know, for me coming to that resolve, that type of like, for me, that's the end. So, you know, it was a couple times for me, but I just found that I really had to just reset. And, you know, you got to understand who you're dealing with, you know, like, we're we're real people, you know what I'm saying? 
They yeah. were real people. I think in the beginning, for us, it was beautiful because we, we came together on one common ground, and that was the Lord. Mm. You know, our first night hanging out together, you know, we were walking through the city of Philadelphia, two o'clock in the morning, leaving a club, you know, support, <laughs> supporting your friend. Don't say it like the club club, though. We were supporting your friend. She was singing background. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. the club club. Not the club. So at that Definitely time, not the club. I had just given my life to God. I was done with that life. So you yeah. wouldn't have caught me in no kind of club nowhere. You want me so, both? Yeah, I just want to make yeah. that clear. Yeah, nah. we, my, my friend at the time was a backup singer for a vocalist. She was performing at a place that they used as a club, but that actual event was, we was not in no club scene, because I wouldn't have had no rap for you, like yeah. none, like at all. <laughs> no, you in the club? And the girl, no. and the girl, and the girl invited me to the event to sit, to hear her, you know, she was, she was a mutual friend, so she invited me to hear her sing background, and I was like, cool, you know, I'll, I'll come and check it out. And when I got there, she was like, you know, my friend I was telling you about, she's upstairs, so, we ended up spending pretty much the whole night just kind of talking and interacting with one another before the night ended. And I asked if I could walk you home. But y'all go check out the YouTube video. The link is in my bio after yeah. this. Um, the love story goes into the whole background. Our check answers are like more current, but the backstory will help make a lot of what we're saying more sense if you go check that video out. But yeah, so, I have a so, question though for you. Speaking of this, I have a question for you because we're talking about you were like saying how you didn't really think about divorcing me like that. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you did multiple times? So let me ask you if I and you, I want to clarify because I know how you are about this. You have never cheated on me. I have never cheated on you. It has never been nothing like that. But for example, say in those times, I had been having an emotional affair with someone on the phone behind your back. I had an addiction that I did not tell you about. I was putting you pretty much at the end of my list. And I was in, like incredibly disrespectful to your face, physically trying to fight you. If those were the circumstances, and I'm not saying that you ever tried to hit me or fight me, but I'm just saying for men, what men think is um, something that they won't tolerate is different from what women will tolerate. If those are the circumstances, would you have thought about, yo, I don't think I'm gonna be with this girl? Yeah, I would. So that's the point that I was trying to make is that like, and I'm not saying this to bash you because this is just our journey, this is just our story. A lot of times people feel like when I talk to different women or different couples as we have, they'll be like, she's always trying to leave me. I would never leave her. Like she always trying to leave. And a lot of times I feel like men don't understand your list of things that we're, the demons that we're fighting through is a little bit longer than the ones you're fighting through with me. Not to say that not to say that it's a competition or nothing like that. It's just that, because we all got our stuff, but it's just that some issues require more work than other issues require to resolve. That's and so when you're talking about addictions, you're talking about other people, you're talking about certain temptations, they're a lot more to work through than a person who might have an issue with, you know, showing physical love. She don't want to, you know, be sexual with you. That's different than, like, your, the porn addiction you had, that took us, like, a few years to work through. You know what I'm saying? So when I, when men say that, when we counsel couples, and they're like, I don't get it. They get so offended. Like, I would never leave her. Why is she trying to leave me? The question I would ask is, like, okay, well, let's lay out the things that you're dealing with with her versus what she's dealing with with you. And that might clarify for you why she is where she nah, is. No, we, 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 we. No, we, we have definitely seen that um, in, in, in couples that we have counseled. And I've recognized that in, 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 in our own relationship as well, you know, mm -hmm. especially early on. Like, I know it was a lot for you. You know what I'm saying? But... Hold up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I love but, you. Like, I really, really love you. I know you, you. Do. And I say that to say, 
to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Yeah. I think yeah. we've been given so much by God. Um, we have like a, a platform and an influence with people and couples that are that are seen and unseen in people's lives. But whoa, the stuff we had to go through to be able to help people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been heavy. It's been heavy. Yeah. And 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 listen, I appreciate you. And that's why I'm always, you know, trying to give you the glory you deserve in terms of the honor you reserve. Yeah. You, you, Not glory. You Don't give me no glory. Not glory. But um I try to acknowledge those things about you because I understand. I mean, especially just recently, I just been kind of seeing what women be going through on a, on a daily basis. And it's crazy. The stuff y'all go through, not even just in relationships, but just period in life. The stuff y'all go through is crazy. Like I think I seen a meme or something that was just, you know, it had a woman and, and it was like showing her face and she was like looking nervous talking to a guy and it was saying this is what every woman goes through you know when she's trying to you know she, she's trying to protect her life she don't know what this guy who's approaching her is about to do to her you know he could be you know coming up to you you know asking for your phone number or something like that and you don't know if you say no what response you're going to get out of this guy i remember just recently i had this little um interview i guess in new york and i met you when you were working in new york and and we met you um and you were down in the lobby at a hotel and and and, and we were doing the interview me and the kids and for uh for, for ruslan's podcast and um when i came downstairs you was like it was a guy who was here he asked me for my phone number and when I told, you know, I, I, I told him no, whatever, he started cursing in my face, called me a B-I-T-C-H, yelling, up. like, I almost lost my mind. Like, I'm ready to go try, you like, he, he left, he left. I'm ready to try to find this guy. But just the fact that you have to endure that type of, uh, those type of interactions with people, you know, you, you, you don't know, you don't know who's safe and who's not safe, you know. And just because you're a woman, your your pe people prey on you, man. That's that's just crazy. So taking that reality and then, you know, the reality of relationship when you're always kind of, you know, being beat down or trying to be beaten to submission into a place where you know you're just uh, 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 supposed to take orders and 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 be spoken to and not to speak like that's the thing you know a, a lot of people believe that thing um that a, that 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 idea that a man is supposed to have ultimate and sole control and a woman is supposed to bow down and listen like it's just crazy so throughout our relationship i just been kind of seeing things from a different perspective and just trying to be more sensitive of that, you know, trying to honor you more, respect you more, um, let you speak because women and you in particular are just so full of wisdom. You're not right about everything. You know, I don't want people to misconstrue that when I say that, but you have a tremendous amount of wisdom, God-given wisdom that if a man, a husband in particular listens, our lives can be very, very, very fruitful. Now and we gotta think, make sure that that woman is led by God. Of course, we of got course. Some women of that course. are not led by God, and and what they think is wisdom is human intellect and reasoning, and that will get you in trouble. Yeah, that's. But a godly that's not woman fly, who has a, a relationship woman. with God that is not just talk, but you can verify it through the steps and the actions and the fruit of her life. That's a little different when she starts to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. Because I don't want people to get all see you. Just see, I'll be trying to tell you, no, nah, what's your relationship like with God? Like, and not just like what you think it is. How How is your life, like, how can we verify that, what you're saying? And that's something you got to watch. That's not something that you just see, and it's not just a one-day thing. But I think over time, you've been able to get to a place where you can honor me, because I don't I think you've always you've always loved me. I know that, but I don't think you honored me the way you do now, 
until life showed you like that what I said could be verified. Like I watched her say something about God and then it actually come true. So I think that's a difference. Like, cause I, you know, I'm just being conscious of people that might be watching this. And I know that a lot of times people will DM me or, you know, send me a message or something and they'll be like, um, sorry. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, my husband don't honor me like Ishan honor you. You got Ishan did it. And I'd be like, I'm gonna need you to realize that it did not start out like that. Like you, the thoughts that you have about women and the picture and the view that you have of me and of women has come over a long time of arguments of um, loving you different, of growing together. We've been married going on, thir is it 13? 13 years, July. 13. Yeah. But year, I would say year one through probably seven or eight, I can't say that I felt valued the way that I do now. Yeah, because like, you wasn't. You wasn't valued. You 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 weren't. You you were valued, but you weren't as valued as you are now. Talk you know, about that. I, to, I, I was to coming people, from like where. How did the transition happen? Tell people like why I wasn't valued. Like what was going on with you that you weren't able to see me through the eyes of God in the right way to help people understand? Because I get messages all the time, all the time of people thinking that we've always got it like right now the way we have it, and and it has not always been like that. So talk to people about like why you didn't value me in the beginning and how you got to where you are now. Well, I didn't value you in the beginning because I wasn't, I just wasn't taught to value a woman, a woman's perspective. You know what I'm saying? A woman, a woman's, um, yeah, like a woman's perspective. I wasn't, I wasn't taught that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said a minute ago, we taught that women, a lot of men, you know what I mean, are taught that women should just kind of stay in a place, you know what I'm saying? And so a man's, and I know my perspective was, you know, the woman is supposed to hear what you say, be led by you. And, you know, that's how your life is supposed to go. You know, that's how your home is supposed to be. You know, your woman cooks, she cleans, you know, really a, 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 a old school mindset. That's what I, I came up in. You know what I'm saying? And so having a woman that has a voice, a woman that has a perspective, that has their own relationship with God, that has views and opinions on life and even, you know, the decisions that you're making as a man can be can be difficult to swallow. You know, a, a Why? lot of times because you're being challenged. You know what I'm and saying? Why wouldn't, and why, why did you not want to be challenged at, that, at those times? Because it, it, it takes away what you think you have as a man. And Which that's what? power and control. You know what I'm saying? That's, yes. Yeah. Just a simple like suggestion was an offense. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because and it could threaten this thing like i've established myself on having some type of power and control in my relationship because it's been dictated to me that this is what i need in order to be considered a man so when you got a false idea of what manhood is it will cause you to get into this over hyper masculinity thing that everybody's talking about today hyper masculinity and 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 all that is not you know being a man is not a negative thing being, being uh, a man with a deep voice who talks with authority and has presence and like, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. The bad thing is when you, your, your ideas about a manhood and other people and women and, uh, you know, is, is misconstrued, is, is off kilter, you know what I'm saying? And so that's how it was like, you know, my ideas, my understandings were, were off. And I expected you to be okay with my offness. And thank God he sent me a woman that wasn't willing to allow herself to be treated in a disrespectful way or in a way that's, you know, uh, uh, being belittled and... and, and, and uh, Dominated. Uh, dismissed, dominated, 
you know, thank God he didn't give me that kind of woman because that would have been, for me, it would have been a disservice because that type of woman for me is not going to, you know, even help me get to my fullest potential. And, but, you know, we, we, we've been taught that. That's a, that's a selfish thing, you know what I mean? We've been taught the woman is your help me. She, she needs to help you meet your full potential. But the other side of that is, no, we need to help our women meet their fullest potential as well. But thank you. Thank you to the most high that he gave me a woman that would challenge me, challenge my ideas, my perspective, and how I thought about things to help get me well-rounded so I could see all. Me, me, you know, and that's what I was talking, talking the other day or yesterday in a little interview I did talking about just being and coming into a relationship, wanting to be of service, wanting to help, you know what I'm saying? And not get all the help. Like I said, that's how I was taught before, you know, I need to get, 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 get. How, what's this woman going to give me? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and when you think like that, it'll put you in a place where if that woman is not giving you what you think she should give you, where you feel like, man, I'm going to go get it from somewhere else. You know? And that's the thing that I, that's what, that's how I know God is in our union and our relationship. Because in the beginning, your outlook and your view and perception of women was because of what you had gone through as a child growing up, being exposed to porn and having this silent addiction that you never told any, anyone about, seeing women be abused. When you come from that, of course, you get in a relationship. You're not taught any different, so that's just what you expect of me. And you meet me, who's healed, who's holding God, because there was a there was a time in my life where I was not healed, I was not holding God. I did let men take advantage of me. I was, I I, I don't want to say this like I was. It was literal, but I was like stupid in terms of um, valuing myself. Like I had no, I had no understanding of that. But by the time I had made you, God had his hands all over me, changed my whole life. So now you're dealing with a woman who's like, this is what we're not going to do. And then you like, oh, this is what we're going to do. So it was this constant war between us for years. Like, you need to do this. This is what your role. I don't want you doing this, doing this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And so it was just always this fight between us and just like, um, it was like a net. We had so much love for each other and fire and passion, but that same level of fire and passion was in our fights. Like our fights used to be like, I think back, I'm like, yo, we used to really like, we don't even really fight like that anymore. Like the last argument we had is when I lost the baby and we were so emotional. And this is a transparent moment. Like I was in the car and like yelling at my husband and he was at the door. Like we were yelling at each other. And it didn't really have anything to do with each other. We were so hurt at the loss of the baby. We had never experienced loss like that before. And we didn't know how to process it. So we were kind of taking it out on each other. But yeah. that was like the last time. Before that, I don't know when the last time we argued like we used to like back in the day. But yeah, it's been a minute. what do you think it was that helped us um, get out of that place of you, you and me wrong, me trying to say, look, I'm not... And you know what? I ain't even going to say I'm not going to do that because for a while, that's what I thought submission was. So I did submit the wrong way because I was around very religious people who had it all wrong. And um, what they taught me about a woman's place, I knew within myself was not accurate, but because they seemed to know more than me and they had been walking with God longer than me, got to be careful with that. Um, I did what they did what they said and I suffered. Like I wrote a book called Dying to Submit on that about killing yourself in order to submit to a person, which is not God's, that's not God's will. Um, so there was a phase where I did do that. I tried to do that without holding you accountable. But then there were just, there came a time where God would not let me not hold you accountable anymore. It was like, I have to start speaking up to you again. And then that's when the, you know, all of that came. But how do you think, you know, you got out of that place of just seeing women one way to seeing women a whole other way and then saying, I'm going to change some behaviors because who you are today, 
looks totally different than that guy before. I mean, like, I'm so thankful because it's like, I know. Why am I about to tear up? We just been through so much. Like, we've been through so, I mean, so much heartache, pain, ups, downs, betrayals, loss. I mean, trauma. And there was a time where I felt like you were not on my side. Like, I didn't feel like I could count on you. I'm like, I don't really have your support. You don't value me, yo. Like, I, I give my life for you and to you. I would give you anything. I'm loyal to you. And I didn't feel the same from you. And at the time, I didn't understand that you had a lot of trauma from your childhood that you had to heal. So how can I expect you to be this man for me right. that you don't even know? Right. But today, I can say that about you. Like, I know you got my back. I know I can trust you. I know I can count on you. I know at the end of the day, if I don't have nobody else, I got my husband. Like, I know that now. It took us a long time to get there. But what was it that changed for you to be able, like, what clicked to help you, like, make a shift mentally and spiritually to not just say, I got your back, but like, yo, I have to prove to her and show her that I'm here. Am I going nowhere? You can always count on me. Like, what, Shan, I don't think we even ever talked about that, but what was it? I think it, coming to realize, so I think me growing up, especially in the neighborhood that I'm from, it's like what you want, what you always want is loyalty. You always want loyalty. Whether you're a drug dealer, whether you're, it don't matter. Like in the streets, like, and, and I'm sure it's like this anywhere, but you know, that's, that's my background. So in the streets, you always want loyalty, you know? And to find somebody that's loyal to you, that loves you, that literally has your best interests in mind is so rare. It's almost like you feel like you can't trust nobody. Everybody you got a raised eyebrow against. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. And especially me, I didn't did so many women wrong in my life since I was a kid, just cheating on girl after girl after girl that I thought in my mind I got it coming to me. <laughs> you know, like I swore, like it's coming. It's coming. Like, how am I going to be faithful, completely faithful to a woman when I know as soon as I give my heart to that woman, she's going to break that thing. And then when I was 17, I had my heart broken. And it hurt so bad. I said, man, I'm never going to let this happen again. And so I think that's the mentality you have and it just begins to foster other things in your life where you just you know you're putting up guards and security you know for your heart you know the toughest guy on the planet still still hard to is still scared to be heartbroken you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so i think for me that's i spent my whole life guarding and protecting myself not feeling like i could let the shield down you know what i'm saying and then I got to a place where I think the Lord just showed me who you were and was like, nah, she official. Like, this is, like, she really loves you. Like, she's really not going nowhere. She really cares for you. She really wants the best for you. She really wants to see you grow. She, she wants to see the plan that I have for you, speaking as God, she wants to see the plan that I have for you come to fruition in your life. Like, she's there for that. And it just started breaking me down because I realized I don't have to protect myself from you anymore, you know? And that's hard for a lot of men. Mm -hmm. We feel like we got to be protect. We got to protect ourselves against everybody. Everybody is an enemy. Everybody is an op until they not. And it just got to that point where I realized you weren't. And... I started, you know, putting my shield down and, and, and relaxing and, be, and being comfortable. And then I started, you know, realizing that I need to, I need to pour into you, you know? And I think that'd be the issue. You know, we, we, we see men 
we see men have a hard time with their women getting accolade receiving accolades and praise and, and 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 getting support from others because it's a threat to the man because now she's going to see her true value and find out miraculously that you know she's better than you or you 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 you, you can't give her or you haven't been giving her what she deserves so somebody lifts that veil and she finds out that she is somebody special and somebody unique. God loves her. He has a purpose and a potential for her as well. Then she'll just up and leave us. And so I think a lot of men feel that, that they have to keep their woman down because if not, she's going to fly away. <laughs> you know? And that's and nice I that you say that because... And I guess this is like a, a natural progression because we talked a lot about marriage, family, and now purpose. Um, purpose and marriage is not one-sided. But like you were saying in the beginning, we're always taught that like the woman is here to serve the man. And that's how it was in our, the beginning of our relationship. Everything was about you and what you were doing. And it was like, my stuff got to wait because you're the man, you're the head, and it gotta happen for you first. And I even had adopted that mentality too, again, because I was taught by very religious people about what marriage and being a wife was. And then I did my own study, had my own, that's why it's so important to have your own relationship with God. Don't depend on somebody else's relationship with God that's for your fact. understanding. Because that's I suffered fact. a lot with wrong teaching and oh my gosh. But once I learned what submission really was, and that is not one-sided, and that it's about not what's just best for the man, but what's best for the whole family or the whole unit, speaking husband, wife, and children, yeah. we've made decisions a lot different since then. Before, every decision was based on what's best for you. Then it got to a point where it was like, what's best for all of us? For example, there was one time you were trying to travel a lot. That was best for you and your ministry career because you were trying to get more exposure. But it wasn't good for us because you were always gone. You were missing moments with the kids. You would expect me to wake up at 3 in the morning, get the kids out of the bed, and they were little at that time, in the car, in the car seat, drive you to the airport 45, 50 minutes, drop you off, come back, take all the kids out by myself because now you're gone and just take out the track doing everything so that you can have this thing and then i had to suffer for it and i thought that i was being a good wife at first by doing that and so god started to show me like first of all that ain't my way number one for him to just right. be out here going all the time and you that's living a like a single mom that is not god loves family god is very intentional about oneness between a man and a woman in order for that family to function correctly so if you're always out of the equation then i become something that you're supposed to be and that trickles down to the children we all out of whack and That's so a that a was a lie that i was told that i needed to submit in that area not complain not give you a hard time so that yeah. you could do ministry nah bro your first ministry is your family That's when i fact. learned that and that became clear to me that's when we had new arguments again because you're doing stuff and i was okay with it and then now i'm not and so i was like well what's the difference now this is this is the, this is this is the this is what you we was doing this is what you signed up and now you want something different and i appreciate and love the fact that god has brought you to a place now where i have permission to change my mind like before <laughs> i was like this is what we was doing no we ain't going back this is what we was doing then i was like yeah, I understand that, but this is not healthy for the family. Like, we're suffering while other people are getting the best parts of you. Mm. What sense does that make? That's ministry? Crazy. No, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm Crazy. really trying to really understand how Crazy. you always going and people are getting the best parts of you while your family ain't and you're always going. Now you're exposed to more temptation. Cause you're not having sex with me because you ain't with me you're out there so i mean you you're a physical person i know that about you so you're not seeing me all the time what kind of temptations are you now dealing with now we bring it back old addictions now we bring them back people because these church people at these shows 
Beatrice so holy, and you having crushes on my husband, and be trying to be up in people's face. Crazy. I want to be all around you, and you already struggling with. I mean, what type of life is this creating? That's not ministry. Yeah. And so, when when those things change, and I brought it to you, it was hard at first, but then you like were like adamant as well with me, like what's best for the family too. Like this don't work. Me being traveling, me being going. And that's why a lot of people are like, Ishan, why are you not where you at? Yo, Ishan, you so underrated. Yo, Ishan, yo, you should be, he's so underrated because his family is first. That's because his fact. first ministry is his wife and his kids. That's All that fact. other stuff could wait. Y'all could buy the albums. Y'all do not need to see him live. Please don't be up in my husband's head trying to make him always leave home because it's not good for us. Mm. So that's the thing as far as purpose that I love about you because you, we've been around a lot of artists. We've been around a lot of people who don't see their family and their wives for weeks, sometimes months at a time. Man, it's more, more than that. Like, I've, I've been around brothers who, they like, man, I've been home once every Saturday for an entire year. And, and the I'm thing like, about wow. that is, like I said, what kind of environment is that creating? What are you teaching your children about marriage when your father is never home? But yet we're Correct. saying we're doing this for God. Right. So now we're teaching children who we want to grow up in the faith that it is okay for dad to be gone and mom to take the place. That's not that ain't that's not it. That's, that's not, not it. it. That's not it. And 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 it's done under the guise of provision. You know and I'm saying so a lot of the men think, you know, like, yo, I'm, I'm providing. And I know that was my mentality for a minute. Like I was never the one that was that was that was trying to, you know, tour for months at a time, but I always wanted to, to consecutively tour to, 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 to bring in more finances to take care of my family. And so it's done under the guise of I'm providing, but you're providing financially, but everything else is, is, is falling by the wayside. Everything else is suffering. Your relationship with your wife is suffering. You have greater temptation now. Your wife is living like a single parent. Your children don't really have a relationship with you. They're, they're having milestones happen in their lives and you're not there. You can't even, you're not there to witness it. You're not there to support them through it. I was talking um, yesterday, I was mentioning, you know, me reading um, a book and, 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 and kind of, you know, I started to cry because I started thinking about my father and thinking about all of the stuff I went through in my life that was gut-wrenching or that was hard things and i didn't have him to be like hey let me ask you about this i didn't have him to get no guidance you know what i'm saying and so in our in our home you know our children have their mother and their father to talk to and that they you know like we're, we're, we're a resource for them by the grace of god and so when you're touring and doing all of, you you're dedicated to the, the the music you're dedicated to your career but everything else suffers and so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a no-go. And it took a minute for me to see that clear. But thank God he brought that clarity so that you could really see the value in just being committed to doing what God says to do, not chasing a check. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us, you know, believers in this in, in this space feel like we got to hustle hard we got to do everything that we see the world is doing so that we can obtain this great following these riches this wealth this all of this stuff meanwhile our our relationship with the most high god that intimacy is suffering our lives i mean our our, our, our families which is our first ministry is suffering all these these things are dying I mean, I mean and people we, and are, we're are not, being divorced and, and, and their families, their homes are crumbling all for the sake of them getting a bigger following and reaching more people. Reaching more people with what? And I don't you're, mean to cut you broke. but this is not coming from opinion. This is coming from our experience. Absolutely. Because I know people are going to be like, well, if you're called to do what you do and you have anointing that you have, you should be able to do it. We're not saying you can't do it. We're just saying it has to be done God's way, not Indeed. the world's way. The way the world does music and, and all that stuff is different than how we are called to do it. That's a fact. We, it, they, this doesn't change just because we do music. Like, 
the unit. It doesn't. Uh, oh well, you know, we do music. No, it doesn't change. And I don't want people to think that that has to look the same way that it does for us. That's gonna look different for us. We made the decisions we made that will work for us, so that we could still be a unit. That might look different for another family. Like the whole family might travel. You know, we haven't yeah. been afforded that opportunity because it's very expensive. But if the whole family can go, that's something different. That's you're different. going and you're all together. It's yeah. just, we're not saying that you can't, as far as from the, the aspect of purpose, we're not saying that you can't follow your calling. But what we are saying is it is important that that calling does not supersede what God requires of a husband and a wife first. Like, family is your first ministry, not people outside of your family, not fans, which I don't even like that term because it, it creates an idol out of somebody. Yeah. But that is not what is important. It is the family first. And we suffered so, like, we stopped. When my husband travel, used to travel a lot, we suffered a lot. Like, we were very divided. We, we fought a lot. He didn't understand my value because ego was being fed to him on the road. When you're on the road, everybody loves you. Nobody's really having a problem with you. So then when he come home and I'm like, can you take the trash out? It's like, take the trash out? They were taking the trash out for me on the road. Like, he never said that to me. But that's the, that's the, the mentality that happens because... People are serving you left and right. Nice. Women, even though they're saying they love God, trying to flirt. Everybody thinks everything that drops out of his mouth is solid gold from God on high. So nobody's holding him accountable. Then he come home to me, and it's a problem. That's that. That's not that. That's not that's not God. It's for you to always be around people who never. Have anything wrong with you? You're right in the sight of men and everything you do. Like that's just not. That's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. Yeah. Feeding your ego, feeding. I mean, just it's it's like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you know I've been on the road. It's it's like that. You're just around people who are just praising you, and they have nothing but good to say about you and to you. And for any man, it's unhealthy. If you don't have the proper balance, if you don't know how to handle that, it's unhealthy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my wife and I, we're not coming at um, performing and 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 all of that and as a whole. Because you know how people, but, people like to but, take one little piece of what we said yeah. and then go sharing it all around and think we're talking about specific people that are in the same realm as what you do, trying to cause division. Nobody's talking about anybody specific. We're talking about our experience and what we have come to realize underneath the scope of what God expects. However, mm -hmm. how somebody else want to do something is how they want to do it. This is not no shot at no other person or what somebody else does. If you feel like that, that's you feeling like that. Because I know how people do. Like they start to like stir up drama and division and nobody's saying anything about anybody yeah, specific yeah. so i just want to make that clear. yeah not coming at nobody you know you deal with your own convictions that's the issue though deal with your convictions when they show up like address those convictions don't just you know brush them off and act like they don't exist because this this um system that's out here for us that's set up with entertainment and all of that that's the world system it's not god's system that's and that's the, the world thing that really thing. bothers me. Like when I see a man of God with a wife and children chasing after fame, but saying it's for God, I'm like, are you serious? You cannot be chasing fame and chasing God at the same time. You can only it's pick impossible. one. You it's can impossible. only pick one. And it it's breaks impossible. my heart because I've been on the other side of that. And I know what that feels like for a wife and family to be losing her husband while he's gaining the world. I know what that feels like. And I, it breaks my heart because I'm like, that is not God's design. And the family unit is being destroyed in this hour and in today's society and culture. Destroyed before our eyes for reality shows and fame and you know all of this stuff. And I'm just like, it hurts my heart because it's like, who do we have to look at that looks like God? Like we're, we're, and it's the, like, we're the, diminishing. The, 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 like I'm not saying I'm not out there, 
but they're they're going like we're losing them for fame right like, right, right and the the personal relationship with the most high god is something that's not being taught you know we're taught to sit up under these people and let them teach us you teach me about god you teach me about god's word you tell me what it says you break it down for me on how i need to understand it and receive it and therefore now the responsibility is not in my hands no more it's in yours it's for you to tell me and then there's no relationship with god with the person they got a relationship with 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 with, with the person who's teaching them they got a relationship and, they got a relationship with religion and not with god. religion and the person is teaching them and now whatever that person says that's how, that's what they do in their life but god deals with different people in different ways and so if god is dealing directly with me or with you or with, in, in in a specific way like i'm i'm in and out the scriptures i see god i mean when you go to like ezekiel the stuff that god called ezekiel to do is like are you serious but that was for him. That was God's call right. for his life. Right. It didn't make sense to nobody else. Right. And so, you know, it, it's just important for us all to have personal relationships with God himself so that he can tell us what he wants us to do so that we can be obedient to him and not try to fit into some standard that's been created for us by this man-made system. And that's tough. And so when we look at hip hop, we look at music, whatever, we see people chasing this stuff. They're chasing, they want to be a part of the crowd. They want to be a part of what everybody's doing. They want to look the part. Yo, I don't be understanding how people of God be so excited to meet people of the devil. Like people, these people straight worship the devil and you are glad to be in a picture with them? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that be that be breaking my heart. I'm like, why are you crazy. not impressed over somebody who serves someone that you yeah. oppose? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is where the culture of this thing is going. I just oh, but we can get on that yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to like, say that. You know, that's that's we a talked whole about other... purpose. We talked about how things started to change for you. Now I just like I was saying, I I want to just really show you love for supporting me. Now I found like I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm finally able to like do what I love and you support it now. Like you, for the past yeah. few years, it's been like, you've been so passionate about the novel I just dropped. Well, last year I dropped it. You really got the book in the car. <laughs> you've been so passionate about that. I just want to thank you for like shooting a lot of those videos for me. You, I mean, I just, I can't even, oh, we got like one minute left. So. And you got to save this video because a lot of people are asking for us to save it. I don't yeah. know how to save it. So, 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 so let me just say this real quick. So it came to pass. It's based on your life, based on your story. It's an incredible read. Like you're a phenomenal writer. I don't understand how you write words that people can smell and feel. I have no clue. But so 22 chapters. Why should people read this book? Like tell them. Sorry. Tell them what? My bad. The kids. Tell, tell people why they should get this book, why they should read this book. Oh, because it deals, everything we talked about earlier about how we just had this, like this, a lot of it is rooted in your childhood. When you don't resolve issues from your childhood, you bring them into your new relationship. So you might find yourself in relationship after relationship and it's always crazy and you don't know why. It could be, it, it not, it could be, it's most likely rooted in something you haven't resolved from your childhood. So it came to pass is a series, book one is out, and we're starting in her childhood. So you can see why later on in book two and three, she makes the decisions that she makes and why it's going to mean something in the end. So check that book out. It, the first book is about a lot of um, trauma that I experienced personally. It's a fiction series, so it's not real names, but it's based on my life. So you see a lot of things that I experienced as a child and then why I'm having these issues knowing who I am and loving myself and relating to different men based on what I experienced as a child. So you can download a free chapter. The link is in my bio um, to download a free chapter. And then the book and the ebook is also available. Use the link. But it's five o'clock. Oh, we thank y'all so much for joining us.